Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Wellness Podcast. Stacy and Jasmine here from your Black Zen team. Hey, what's up? For those that don't know what Black Zen is, we are an organization dedicated to making meditation accessible and relatable to all people mm-hmm. for just personal development and personal growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, for more on what we do and why we do it, check out blackzen.co. And if you want to email us with questions about the content that you're hearing or any content on our website, feel free. We love questions. Mm-hmm. Email address info at blackzen.co. Correct. So we so, have a great one for you this week. I'm going to say without further ado. Without further ado. What was the topic of this week? So given that Father's Day has just passed, mm-hmm. we were thinking about our own dad. Yeah. And how and our kind of upbringing and the lessons that we learned from him. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest takeaways from his personality was quiet confidence and silent authority. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like those are the traits that I don't know if they're inherent or you can learn them, but sure. we really wanted to take a look at how to cultivate those type of things in your own personality. Definitely. Because it, it set him apart. It really did. And here's yeah. an example, you know, maybe other people have these kind of dads where mm-hmm. he could just give you a look that said, tighten up, get your life. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And he Correct. never yelled or raised his voice. No. We barely got spanked. Oh, See, no, you got no, spanked No, I did get spanked. That was kind of a bad <laughs> game. That was terrible. Um, I was rambunctious. <laughs> and I had energy. But, yeah, but just to be yeah. able to command the space. Definitely. Without saying anything or without being overly something. Without What's having like, to yell about it. It was almost yell, like no. it was. Al- and it wasn't just us who felt that way because I noticed that he could change a room wherever we were absolutely just by his presence and his presence was just like he held his own space without bowling over everybody else's yeah and funny enough i mean usually people think about that kind of type of person you think Mm -hmm. of someone really severe or really hard or serious or serious and he wasn't like that at all Mm -hmm. smiled all the time always happy right you know but you definitely weren't gonna run up on him still i was gonna (laughs) say he just there was something about his just presence correct that said don't try it with this guy. Or or really, they just said, take me seriously. Oh, yeah. And I think that so many of us, you know, especially if you're like us and you're, you know, you're an entrepreneur or you're, you know, working on your job, you want people to take you seriously. You want yes. to be able to walk into a room and know that when you say something, people will listen. Yes. So uh, to us, it was sort of like a, a great way to give a nod to him, but also to give you guys some nuggets of wisdom that hopefully you can use in your... Um, in, in your, your own hustle. I was yeah. going to say, in your day-to-day grind. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So let's hop into the articles. Yes. So um, one of the ones that I thought was really interesting is in the Forbes article, there was uh, this lady who basically used to be a coach for uh, people like Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton and, you know, people who were required to be in front of a room and, like, hold court. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, like, actually... Taken seriously. As a woman in a people. non-traditional woman's space. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really a hard job. Correct. I imagine. Correct. And so she was actually giving some really great tips on how to speak with authority. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times, you know, it's not that people aren't confident or that we aren't confident. It's that sometimes we just don't know how to convey that when, we, when we're speaking to people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it could be if it's the pitch of our voice or it could be how we're conveying the information. So Body language. Yeah. That was a big yeah, one. Yeah, which know I didn't about. know about either. Mm-hmm. So let me give you guys the top three things that I thought were really cool that she mentioned without going through the whole article because obviously to get the goods, you should already <laughs> be getting the weekly wellness, the wellness in your inbox every Monday morning. 9 a.m. PST. If you don't get it, 
there's an easy way to sign up on the website. And I don't want to hear anybody say, well, I didn't get it. No, nope, it's because <laughs> you didn't sign up, boo. All right. So top three. Let me it. give you the highlights. Top three. A pause is more powerful than um or mm, so, uh, right? Yes. And the thing is, I think some people can't help but do that. That's like your natural speech pattern. So yeah. that would be something to work on. Correct. You know? And she said that that's pretty normal, but she also said usually it's because you're speaking so quickly that your nervousness is actually coming out in the ums as yeah. opposed to just pausing if you're trying to collect your words. And then that way, when you speak, people will listen because they know that what you're about to say has value because you've taken a moment to make sure you get it right. True. Oh, that makes you know? sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think a lot of people use ums when they don't know the information well enough. Mm, so here's I didn't the thing. Even think about that. I was gonna say. Yeah. I think the key to when I speak, mm-hmm. I, usually, I give a lot of presentations and different type of, mm-hmm. you know, finance stuff. Mm-hmm. I have to know what I'm talking about. Correct. If I don't believe it, I'm not gonna convince you Correct. of what I'm saying. Correct. And that's where the ums come in as well. Mm-hmm. If I'm still thinking about it in my head, or I'm still trying to process what I'm trying to convey, with that's that's how you lose authority. Right. Because then it's not a fully fleshed out thought. No. And then so why should somebody listen to what you have to say? True. People like to, oh, here's a takeaway from that. Hmm. People like to listen to answers. Mm. That's why people listen. Yeah. They don't want to hear me, that, my thought process. Right. They just want to know the answer to their <laughs> Give question. Give me the end game. <laughs> uh, the, the attention span is short. Yeah. And capture it with knowledge right away. Which brings us to the second one. She said, clarity and directness automatically give you authority in any conversation. Snaps. Clarity and directness. Snaps. What's funny, these are half of our fights, Jasmine. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when we are doing these guys or putting this together, half of our argument is because she will say something, I don't understand it, (laughs) it is unclear, and we just stop. That's fair. That's fair. Clarity is so important. I'm still working on that. I'm still working on that. I'm good at being direct. I am still working on that. Oh, she's direct. Oh, I'm I'm direct. direct. (laughs) (laughs) You're direct. You'll you'll know what I'm saying. I'll know what. I won't know what you're saying, but you'll say it in a way that commands my attention. Correct. You'll catch my tone. (laughs) (laughs) But But I I think the combination of clarity and directness and taking the pauses is really powerful when you're speaking to people. Yes. And really being succinct, mm-hmm. you know? That's clarity. I Well, that's what you don't know. I'm, 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 trying to, I'm talking to them, and I'm talking to you. Are you trying to put me on front street? <laughs> Jasmine has a tendency, and I know a lot of people do this, too. Hmm. They add a lot of background information, a lot of extra details. That's not how people hear things. I just want to make sure you get the context. I don't need it. Jasmine... <laughs> This see, we're about to argue right now. <laughs> I am not oh, looking gosh. for your context. Oh, I'm looking gosh. for answers. What is your point? <laughs> what is your point? Get there fast because my attention span cannot handle all this description <laughs> and this context. So I guess really the other piece is know your audience. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Because some people love all the context that I give do them. Do they, though? They do. do I have been told though? that before. Anyway, we're going to move on. <laughs> Number but that's, three. But wait, yes. that was a good one, though. I will say. Yeah. Know your audience. Know your audience. What's the tangent span? Yeah. yeah. That was an extra tidbit because that was not in the article. No. The last tidbit that I wanted to share from the article, speaking because you have something to say and not just to fill the space. Yes. And I think that is really important on a lot of levels because usually 
if you're just speaking to fill the space, what you're saying usually doesn't have a lot of weight to it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. fluff. And then people think that when you speak, then it's fluff. So then when you actually have something to say, it's hard to hear that with authority because for so long you've been speaking about fluff. True. Very right? true. And that goes back to the pauses too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to have a silence. Silence is golden. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. <laughs> you know? Which, funny enough, I mean, if you think about it, really, having quiet confidence comes from being really comfortable in your own skin. Being comfortable to stand there in a pause and know that you don't have to fill it. Ooh, you yes. You know what I'm saying? You know, this actually brings us to the next big piece of quiet confidence and silent authority. Mm-hmm. And that is self-awareness. Being able to know who you are, what you have to say, the message you're delivering. And what you have to offer. And what and that you have it's to valuable. offer. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like you learn those things on the mat as well. I Correct. mean, the, and we say on and the we, mat, meaning, yeah. you know, the more you meditate and develop that practice, you mm-hmm. become so incredibly self-aware. Mm-hmm. And that's what builds confidence. Oh, completely. That self-awareness. Then you're, because then you know, you know who's you know showing what, up. True. And you know what you know what you know. Yeah. There's something about... Yeah. I, I get more answers in meditation. In silence. In silence. Absolutely. That I can then bring forth when I speak to other people. Correct. No matter what it's about. And then you don't have to fake the confidence because you absolutely know that there's something that you have to say and it's coming from a very real, clear place. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, another great article hmm. in this one, back to the Father's Day, we had two pieces about... One article was about... How a mother's confidence and a father's confidence was different, but she learned how to use both of those. Because the mother was the introvert, father was the extrovert, but Mm -hmm. there's still a silent authority with both. Correct. And I I thought it was important to include this because not everybody is the silent type, and that's okay. Well, not everyone's that loud, boisterous type. I feel like you have a lot less of those than you think. You know, not everyone can walk into a room and... You know, sure. Be on, sure. Right. So we wanted to show that the confidence can look different. Oh yeah. Depending on your personality, but mm-hmm. that each of those, there's still a way to do that that captures this silent authority and this quiet confidence that we were talking about. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, because I can't articulate that article as well as she wrote it. Yeah. You guys have to read that one. I think so too. I yeah. think so too. I would say that the biggest takeaway, though, um, that she said she learned from her dad was how. When you walk into a room, walk into it like you matter. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was actually really cool. And you know what's funny? The other article about fathers was mm-hmm. that it was a woman raised by a single dad. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she had the same takeaway because her dad gave her the room to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was his parenting style. Well, right. And and she was saying that um, before, because I think either her mom had passed away or something happened where around age 11, she was raised solely by her dad. What's interesting is that she was saying, usually, you know, like, like her mom would sort of adjust things right away if something went wrong or if she didn't figure it out right away, whereas her dad just sort of let her kind of meander a little bit and figure it out and come to the answers on her own so that she knew she could do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then it was it was him trying to teach her confidence by making her just do it. And I totally thought about Daddy on this one because I remember... Oh, I was our like, dad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And this, I remember I was so mad at him for this. <laughs> it's but story it's, time, guys. I'm telling you, though, it, it was such a game changer in how, in how I am right now. So I remember it was Thunder and Lightning, and I was maybe like, I don't know, seven or eight years old. 
it was so loud that and I was so scared that I was like kind of like, you know, huddled up underneath him. We were just watching TV and every time I heard thunder, I would just like crawl even closer to him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what is going on with you? You know? <laughs> and I was like, well, I just, it's scary. And he's like, wait, you're scared of the thunder and the lightning outside? Um, and I was like, well, yeah. And I remember him saying, you cannot be afraid of something that happens all the time. Oh, that's And he made me get up and go to the front door and he made me walk and this was in the rain, which is why I was so which pissed. Is rude. I'm, you know, I don't have a black girl in her hair in the rain. Just rude. What's funny? I don't know where I was, but I remember the fallout from mom. She's like, you let her go out right. there. In the rain. In the she could have got a call. You know, it was a whole thing. Again, the mother being the one to protect. Correct. And not. You know, but but at the same right, but, but at the same time, I needed to learn that lesson, and he and he and he was good about it because he did stand in the doorway, so I knew that if something happened, it couldn't be that bad because he'd be right there in a minute or two, right? So he was like, "I want you to walk to the end of the driveway, and then I want you to walk back, just so I can prove to you that there's nothing that's going to happen to you, that this happens all the time, and if every time it's thunder and lightning, you are cowering, that's a problem." Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "This is the worst," and I had tears on my and I was. Like, <laughs> I thought it was like the meanest dad ever. But I got back to the end from, you know, got to the end of the driveway, came back. He gave me a hug and he said, see, it wasn't so bad. And I feel like that taught me so much about how to handle things when I'm afraid of something. Yeah. It's never as bad as you think. And you cannot be afraid of things that you happen all the time. You cannot be afraid of things that happen all the time. That's, that's right? new. I didn't. Yeah, that's a good one, Jeff. Right. And all of that really just taught me confidence. It just taught me. I thought I, I thought I could not do that. And he was like, no, you can. Yeah. Just simply do it. Where was I? I don't know. Probably watching, probably watching <laughs> probably, TV in the other room. I was laughing probably, in the probably corner. Laughing from <laughs> probably laughing from, from the window looking at You're you. You're the like worst. You're crazy. I was not very sensitive to Jasmine's. Needs. No, no. But uh, anyway, it was a valuable lesson. And so when I when I when I read that article about how she really appreciated that her dad kind of let her play out the long game with certain things to figure it out on her own, mm-hmm. it made me think of that. And I just thought, wow, even even now I can take all those lessons that. I learned. And that mm-hmm. is a part of my quiet confidence. That is a part of my silent authority is knowing that I can do those things. Yeah. So. Yep. I think that's enough, you guys. I, I feel like say, we kind of we had packed a lot. that one full of stuff. I was gonna say we could go on for a while. We but really we're could. Gonna get this was you a back. fun topic to work on. It really was, yeah, because there's so much in there, and there's so much work that can be done internally mm-hmm. to make this really effective in our day to day interactions with people. Oh, completely at work, at home, just in a group of friends. It it changes yeah. how you show up. Yeah, it changes how you show up, and I think easiest and fastest way to get there is by sitting on the mat, by yeah. having a meditation practice, by becoming more self-aware. So then you know that who you are has value. And when you walk into the room, you have something valuable to say. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> See you guys next week. Have a good one.